today, President Joe Biden gave a 30-some-odd-minute speech to the United Nations. Very carefully worded, carefully crafted. He read it fairly decently, and we can condense the entire 30-some-odd-minutes down to a minute or two. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I want to welcome you today to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, as I was getting ready to prepare for today's program, I realized today was the big day for, for President Biden to speak before the United Nations. And to save you wasting a lot of time listening to the entire speech yourself, or trying to look for it, I made a few notes and grabbed a few sound bites, and I was able to condense everything down to a mere two and a half minutes. And we will share the entire gist of that of that speech. It's always when it comes to Joe Biden and his administration, where he is the puppet on the string. You can tell by the way he read it, he never wrote this speech, but he's practiced it. But, you know, he had to practice somebody else's writing. And there he is giving this very predictable speech. And so in a couple of minutes, we're going to take you there and, and talk about it. I want to mention a couple of things here at the very beginning of the program, because sometimes we get into the show and I've got all this paperwork in front of me and things can get lost very easily in, in the shuffle. Sometimes I wish I had a producer and I could just sit with my paperwork and let somebody else worry about all the other detail, but... It doesn't work that way right now, but we'll do the best that we can. One of the things that I want to do this week, I started yesterday. I do want to talk in terms of hope. You know, it, it's really easy to get caught up in all the terrible bad news that's out there today. I mean, there's tons of bad news. There are plenty of things to, to be concerned about. But if you are somebody in Christ... It's time to stop living in fear. Now, I've been, I keep looking at all the stories, and, and sometimes, and somebody said, well, you know, somebody talked about that last week. You're getting to it now. Well, there have been many times that I've talked about something on this program that took the other media months to catch up. And, and the reason is very simple. A lot of you do a wonderful job of sending me information and video links. I, I don't always get a chance to look at the videos, especially if they're over an hour. Because what you must remember is on, on a typical day, I will get three or four emails with one hour videos. And for me to sit down, digest and go through it, I can't. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day and it takes several hours to produce this radio program. And so I do the best that I can, and I try to skim through a lot of what you send me. Had one listener send me a, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I can kind of share the gist. It comes from a small town newspaper in Minnesota. Now, I know in the Minnesota countryside, you have a lot of very wonderful and conservative people. I've met so many of them in my lifetime. And then you've got those that live in the big cities and those that run newspapers. 
And I don't care if they're in a big city or small, they tend to show their leftist stripes in much of what they they put out. Obviously, in the case of this newspaper, when it comes to the vaccine, everybody must take it because it's our patriotic duty. And anybody that talks against it is a whack job. That's pretty much the gist of even small town newspapers. And they'll continue to do that as long as the advertisers are supporting the newspaper. And when the advertisers are not there, or if the newspaper feels a bit of a threat, well, they'll have to accommodate or adapt what they're doing, or they go out of business. I watched a newspaper, and I'm not going to say which state it's in. I don't want to reveal too much. But I can remember back in the early 1970s, I worked at a radio station that was operated by the former publisher of this newspaper in a moderate-sized town. That newspaper grew over the years because the guy that ran it had some vision. And he had additions for the main town, an addition for adjacent counties, and even across a state line. They They were a radio station and newspaper close to a state line. And so he had multiple additions, and they made a lot of money. And they got bought out by a larger newspaper concern years later. And in that process, everything about the editorial page over the past, oh, I would say 26, 27 years, has had a definite slant anti-conservative, and to be quite honest, even anti-Christian many times. That newspaper is struggling more than many newspapers are today. Most newspapers do have a bit of a a challenge in the digital world. This newspaper is not surviving, and they've had to shrink to survive. And they had to merge with another newspaper in another city, and they have less staff running the two newspapers now than they did before. They have a fraction of the number of reporters and writers, and they are trying to pretend that they're a big voice online but they're having a hard time with subscriptions and a hard time with all of it like many newspapers are but they would not give a, they would not even budge on their editorial viewpoint they've endorsed democrats and those that are literally socialists now for 30 years and the number of people in that town that subscribe to that newspaper has dropped to oh, I would say maybe about 10% of what it was just 20 years ago. And digital subscriptions never kept up. Advertising, you pick up that newspaper. It used to be thick and full. Now it's just a page or two or three, literally just a couple of pieces of paper and a few ads. They're not doing well in this digital age. So obviously, the old media is beginning to take a hit. And believe it or not, when you look at the mainstream television stations that run ABC, NBC, and CBS News, the number of viewers has been on a steady decline for the past 20 years. They have a fraction of who they had before. Honestly, I can say this. I don't think that I have watched 
news on NBC, ABC, or CBS in at least 10 years. 10 years. And I don't miss it. I don't watch much on CNN, if anything, because it drives my blood pressure too high. Once again, they have an agenda and they force the news to match their agenda and they ignore stories that don't fit. The New York Times used to be the newspaper of record in New York City, and they had on their masthead all the news that's fit to print. And now the masthead should read all the news that fits we print, fits their narrow narrative. And I'm sure there'll be glowing stories on CNN tonight and and MSNBC and, and all the big newspapers of what an outstanding speech that really challenged the world that Joe Biden gave today at the United Nations and how everybody stood in awe of this great orator and and all the wisdom that he had to share. Like I say, he spoke for over a half hour, as near as I could tell. And going through the audio and listening to it and realizing it was just a few talking points repackaged over and over and over again. So let me give you an idea of the most Well, I'll give you the second most important thing based on the number of times it was referenced. This is the second most important thing that Joe Biden talked about today at the United Nations. Will we work together to save lives, defeat COVID-19 everywhere and take the necessary steps to prepare ourselves for the next pandemic, for there will be another one? Or will we fail to harness the tools at our disposal as the more virulent and dangerous variants take hold. So obviously the uh, the virus crisis, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, whatever you choose to call it, that to Joe Biden is one of the one of the main issues. And I'm in listening to his speech, I couldn't decide if it was issue number 2 or issue number 3 out of the list of things that he gave. There are only about three major topics that he really discussed over and over again. Just kept rewording the same thing with clever, you know, one-liners to make it sound like he's really an impressive orator. So, you know, he, he gave that thing, and he's talking about, okay, the world must deal with the virus. And see, we must deal with it. But in Biden's mind, or I should say in the mind of those that are his handlers, those that pull the strings, those that are really in charge of his day-to-day life in the White House, there's only one solution, and it comes down to what I've been saying for quite a while. It's ventilators or vaccine. That's the only solution to solving COVID-19. And and you know it from what he said in his speech. To fight this pandemic, we need a collective act of science and political will. We need to act now to get shots in arms as fast as possible and expand access to oxygen, tests, treatments to save lives around the world. Ah, uh, yes, we must follow The science. And the science says whatever Fauci feels like saying today, which can change week by week, 
month by month, day by day, even hour by hour. How many times has the narrative changed? And that's the science. Oh, we must follow the science. And there is science out there that is routinely ignored. In Biden's mind, the only way out of this is everybody in the world has got to have this needle jammed in their arm two, three, five, ten, fifty times, and maybe the pandemic will go away. This always leads me to a few questions that nobody in government really wants to, to get in the weeds and answer. What is the real story behind this virus? We were lied to for months and months, and even when I began this program a year ago, I made it clear on this program and what used to be just the weekend program from March all the way to this time I started this at the end of August of 2020, the Daily Show, I've been saying consistently from the knowledge that I had in the work that I did that this virus originated in a laboratory. In other words, they took a virus found in nature. There are a couple of competing theories. It doesn't matter which one because it still has the same end game, same end result. Games were played with these SARS-CoV-2 viruses, and they became a contagion to humans that would spread rapidly. Some people use the term, and I tend to agree, it is bio-warfare, biological warfare, using a virus. And for years, the likes of Dr. Fauci and others have been trying to find the antidote for such a terrible bioweapon. Well, number one, why are we building and making vi- you know, viable bioweapons when we've agreed not to do that and the law said you couldn't? Why did Dr. Fauci do an end run around the law to send money through third parties to break the law. That's what he's done. And so he, along with those in China, are responsible for a worldwide pandemic. And it seems that the only solution that is viable is either you go on a ventilator or you take the vaccine. That's kind of the attitude now we're getting, particularly from the Democrats and a bunch of rhinos. Republicans and conservatives in name only, who are just basically good cop, bad cop to keep getting elected. That's what we have. Why is it, why is it there is this extreme effort from our federal government and many around the world that the vaccine is the only solution that treating people, getting them through this disease without any major problems, and in most cases, within a week or two recovered, we know now there are plenty of doctors that have been screaming from the hilltops, putting their reputations, their jobs, their income, everything at risk on the line. They've been saying we can treat this disease, and the government screams, no, you can't. We will not let you. But I've prescribed this protocol to, you know, 100 or 200 or 300 patients with an outstanding 90% or 85% success rate of keeping them out of the hospital and they don't die. And all we need to use is, no, you can't use that. 
You have pharmacies. You have reprobate pharmacies now that when a doctor prescribes something, the Walgreens and the CVSs of this world will refuse to fill the prescription because they are part of the woke, evil, satanic society that we are building right in front of our very eyes. How dare, how dare a pharmacy get between a doctor with experience and have some 20-something girl say, you can't have that because our company says we can make that decision. You cannot have hydroxychloroquine. You cannot have ivermectin, even though it's been a safe drug for humans since 1988. And then you have the other other people that have brain syphilis that's all i can describe on the tv the late night talk shows calling it horse dewormer and they smile and they giggle and they hope that those that don't get vaccinated die of overdoses of horse dewormer this is what we're dealing with when it comes to this virus and i've just about had it with the liars i've just about had it Well, I have had it with the Facebook phony fact checkers. They're frauds. They're paid industry frauds pushing a single narrative that makes no sense. So here's what the science really says. The idea of a messenger, an mRNA vaccine, has been around for a while. And for years and years and years, this is what we do know from science, from studies. If you look hard enough, you can really find this on your own. It doesn't take a lot of effort, though I would suggest you use a different search engine than Google because they make it more difficult. They've been trying to develop a vaccine for a SARS. That's a severe acute respiratory syndrome virus for many, many years. And they've been trying to use the messenger RNA concept. And it looks really good during the animal trials. Everything seems to be on target. Then after a while, like I say, these studies went on for years. These same animals started to die when they are now introduced to a variant And they can't fight it anymore. In other words, something happens to the immune system. And in the presence of a virus in the wild, these animals die. So what about the new vaccines that came out from Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and to a lesser extent, Johnson & Johnson? How did the animal trials go on that before we started injecting humans? Oh, there were no animal trials. That's right. We skipped all that. See, the normal process for a novel vaccine can take 5 to 15 years. And if you do some research, you'll find out that the vast majority of all proposed vaccines fail at some point during the trials and testing. And they never make it to market. So why can we assume this one is going to work? And I find story after story, video after video, from credible sources that are saying that these vaccines are doing vastly more harm, even in the short run, 
than we are being led to believe. Now, over the past, let's say, 18 months, we've had several family members around the country and a number of friends that have contracted the SARS-CoV-2 variant or an alleged variant. That we know. Of that number, it's a pretty substantial number when you have extended family and a lot of friends. Two of them had a very difficult time because they were not treated early. Back when they were sick, the treatment was, uh, you know, just stay home until you turn blue and you you can't breathe anymore, then maybe come to the hospital and we'll see if we can do something. There was no treatment early on. Yet doctors last year that had already figured out what we'd known from other viruses and ways to treat it with off-label uses of certain drugs, we knew what would work, but it kept getting suppressed by the fascist books, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the tech tyrants, the giants. There's only one way to go on, a, on, on COVID-19. You either get vaccinated or we're going to put you on a ventilator to die. Those are your only two choices in terms of this government we have today. Yet I read legitimate story after story after story from all over the world. That early treatment, when the symptoms begin. A little, little side note here from the reading I've done. When a person comes down with what we call COVID-19, somewhere in the 7 to 10-day span on average, sometimes as long as 14, but, you know, 7 to 10 days, the patient is either getting better or they start getting worse. If we treat people in that first 7 to 10-day window, the odds of them going to the hospital are reduced by around 85% or more. And the odds of them dying are significantly reduced regardless of age. But we only have this one-size-fits-all. Jam this needle in every arm of everybody in the world. And if there's a treatment out there that works, suppress it. Don't allow it. Make fun of it. Tell CNN to laugh at it. Tell the late night talk show host to talk about these idiots in Oklahoma who are dying of overdoses of horse dewormer, which turned out to be a total lie. Yeah, good old Rolling Stone has a picture of all these people lined outside of a hospital in Oklahoma, and all of those people are suffering gunshot wounds. <laughs> I look at gunshot wounds. There's like 40 people in line or more, and they're all wearing a face mask and playing on their phone, and they're all standing. But apparently, according to Rolling Stone magazine, Every one of them was a gunshot victim that could not get into the hospital because it's overwhelmed with people dying of horse dewormer. And I look at that story and I wonder how could a reporter, a journalist, come up with such a lame and insane story 
that is so unbelievable. How can they do it? How could they in good faith believe you would buy it, especially when they're talking about this occurred in the month of August? Middle of August. And everybody standing outside of the hospital was wearing their heavy winter jackets and hats and gloves when it's 96 degrees in that part of Oklahoma. Yet the story said they're all gunshot wound victims, every one of them. And they couldn't get into the hospital because of people dying of overdoses of horse dewormer. Yet the same intellectually, morally, and definitely spiritually bankrupt media, they have no life or health in them. They have given themselves over to the enemy of your soul. If you can't see that, this is what you need to begin to understand today. The media cannot be trusted. And I'm going to say something you may not want to hear. Oftentimes that includes Fox News. They're on the jab every arm bandwagon at the moment. And they brag about compliance with the vaccine. Don't you know the vaccine is a savior? It's the savior of mankind. It's better than Jesus in the minds of these idiots. Then other idiots would tell you, you know, Jesus would social distance and wear a face mask. For crying out loud, Jesus touched lepers. Stop it. Stop it with your stupid virtue signaling that comes from Satan himself. This is satanic virtue signaling, period. No more, no less. So what is the real agenda? Sometimes it leaks out. Sometimes we find out it's control. We find out who is submissive and who may be a a rebellious individual. And also swirling in the background, Janet Yelton over there dealing with the finances and the Treasury Department. Maybe we should have access to peek in on all your transactions if your bank account has more than uh, an average balance of $600. Well, that would pretty much include everybody in the United States on payday. They want to know where you spend your money. Vaccine passports, it's the gateway to a digital ID that contains everything about you, your buying habits, your credit score, your social credit score. In other words, are you an insurrectionist? Are you anti-democracy? The words that Democrats and socialists love to use. Socialists love the word democracy. They really do. Because see, a democracy, a pure democracy, is how they can get themselves into absolute power. There is no checks or balances. Look at the border of the United States. And right now they're angry that they can't suddenly make millions of people that have come to this country, the United States, illegally instant citizens. They want a one-party rule. They want a complete ID on you 
They want to know. Oh, so you go down. You you, you go down to first. You, you you're a member of like you know so and so Creek Baptist Church, and you give ten percent of your money to that church. We need to know about that. We need to know why do you give money to this, that, or the other cause? Why do you subscribe to certain publications and websites? We must know. We have to know. And how many of you are living in fear? I told my wife last night, we're watching TV, the usual stuff and my wife goes and she's correct she's correct you know this this can get very depressing oh you better believe it can and the sad part is this is just the beginning I think it's going to get a lot worse but in spite of it there's still some hope and I'll share that on the other side of the break and also uh in the first couple of minutes, I can finish off the other two topics which made up the entirety of President Joe Biden's speech. If you believe in this ministry, would you consider helping us out to continue to buy the airtime? Uh, we're working on a project and things are really coming together. We have a limited window of opportunity, and I'll explain what that means in the second segment of this program today. A couple of things in the back of my mind as this program is both a radio show and a podcast. Um, we use the middle break for, to accommodate a program which is purchased on shortwave, not to me. I get nothing out of it. But I could use that time for other things in the podcast and maybe some of the uh, maybe additional radio stations in the future. Just thinking about that. So maybe you have some ideas what I could do with that three-minute break that we, we take and we do that to accommodate the primary radio station. And I hope you understand. If you believe in our work, would you consider supporting us? Our mailing address, we're still here for about two more weeks in Georgia. We'll give you an address in, in Florida beginning in about mm, 10 days. Mail will be forwarded and, and checked on, so it, it won't get lost. It just may take a few extra days. But our mailing address for the next couple of weeks is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The mystery of the lulav. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on getting a special free gift that you're really going to love in a moment. Now, to celebrate Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Lord commanded the people of Israel to come with branches and fruit. So Jewish people to this day celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles carrying three specific branches, the palm branch, the myrtle branch, and the willow branch. Together, they're called the lulav. Why? Well, during Tabernacles, the Hebrews gave thanks for their wilderness journey to the Promised Land. The myrtles reminded them of the mountains they passed by, the palm trees of the desert plains, and the willows of the brooks that gave them water. Now, there's an amazing revelation in this. You see, the Promised Land is a symbol of the place where God's children are heading, heaven. And wilderness, 
The wilderness is this life that we go through to get there. And so we're taught that in the promised land, you have to remember and celebrate the wilderness you went through to get there. You see, we tend sometimes to disparage this life as we look forward to heaven, you know, but in heaven, we're going to celebrate this life because it was the road that took us to heaven. Its mountains kept us hoping. Its valleys reminded us that we weren't home yet. And it may be a wilderness, but for the children of God, it's the wilderness that leads us to the promised land. So therefore, even with its disappointments and sorrows and pain and letdowns, this life is a heavenly road for the children of God because the end is heaven. So don't disparage or despise this life, my friend, but be encouraged and walk on because in heaven, you're going to give thanks even for those valleys. Learn the mystery of the lulav and remember in heaven, you'll be giving thanks for the heavenly road you're walking upon right now on your way to the promised land. Want more? Ask for the lulav. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? A six-month supply for free. You can. Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins for a victorious walk with God. Updates on Israel and prophecy and the incredible The Mystery of the Temple Doors. All free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little through shortwave radio from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We spent the first half of the program, and we'll spend a little bit of this part of the program, kind of reviewing the speech that President Joe Biden of the United States gave to the United Nations today. He spoke for a little over a half hour, and I listened to it live, listened to it again, and just found some sound bites from the speech that pretty much says everything that he had to say in that speech. You could tell. You could tell very quickly that he did not write this, that he has practiced reading it. That's probably why he was gone from the White House for a few days. He needs to go into hiding to practice and check out how they're going to make him get through a speech. Then he's done for the day. If you've ever checked his schedule, his schedule is far lighter than Eisenhower's was in the closing days of the Eisenhower administration. But then we lived in a far different world where the biggest fear was the Cold War. Unlike today, where it is a global battle to see who's going to dominate. And that's where we are. And of course, one of the reoccurring themes that you get from 
from Joe Biden is always about our democracy. And, and I listened to this little, very short few seconds that he spoke, and three things just rang out in my mind. In just a few seconds, he said something about our democracy, referring to the United States, encouraging, quote, worldwide democracy, of course. That's how it generally is, uh, is framed. But there was something else that he said. And when I play it, I think most of you will catch it. And I'll come back after we listen to to what he said. Now, like I say, this speech was given today, 21st of September, at the United Nations. And I watched people walking in and out. I never could quite figure out if that was normal or maybe somebody was just mad at what he was saying. I didn't really pay close attention. I was just trying to figure out what it is that that Joe Biden was trying to tell everybody in that speech. Of course, a good chunk of it we talked about in the first part of the program, all COVID all the time. Uh, The only choice the world has is vax or ventilator. That's pretty much it. We can't cure this pandemic. We can't stop it. We can't get rid of it unless every human being is vaccinated which absolutely makes no sense. But then again, he did this little thing about democracy. Listen carefully. And while no democracy is perfect, including the United States, we'll continue to struggle to live up to the highest ideals to heal our divisions. And we face down violence and insurrection. Democracy remains the best tool we have to unleash our full human potential. Now, did you catch the word? Insurrection. Insurrectionist. That is a code word to the people at the United Nations. You'll never have to worry about a Trump again. We will put down any insurrection, meaning anybody opposing the Biden administration and the Democrats' plan financially, economically for you, in terms of your body and the vaccine— In terms of technology, all of that will be controlled by the Biden administration, and we will put down any and all insurrections. Any and all. I don't think they have a clue of what an insurrection really looks like. It doesn't last for a couple of hours. It's not headed up by people that are uh, dressed up like a shaman, you know, with a some kind of a horn hat on his head. That's not an insurrection. What is an insurrection is a lot of what happened before Trump took office was, you know, struck in page with Comey and Clapper, Hillary Clinton. Now, that's an insurrection. Planning lies. Spending mega millions of dollars trying to unseat somebody because you disagree with them. Two phony impeachments. That's an insurrection. And every Democrat in the Senate and in the House that voted for the sham impeachment, in my opinion, are the real insurrectionists in this world, including the rhino Republicans. So Biden virtue signaled insurrections. We got it covered. Now, the next cut lasts just about mm, half a minute. 
I'm almost afraid to play it because some some of the audience that I have and other you know people that listen in will glean on the wrong thing. And I'm sure you'll catch it, but I'm going to play it anyway. And this was a minor part of his speech as he just rattles off all these great things we can do to make the world a better place with technology. Now, listen carefully, but don't read between the lines because this was nothing but a throwaway to sound good, and I'll explain why. As we deal with these crises, we're also encountering a new era, an era of new technologies and possibilities that have potential to release and reshape every aspect of human existence. And it's up to all of us to determine whether these technologies are a force to empower people or to deepen repression. As new technologies continue to evolve, we'll work together with our democratic partners to ensure that new advances in areas from biotechnology to quantum computing, 5G, artificial intelligence, and more are used to lift people up to solve problems and advance human freedom. Now, the reason I hesitated in playing that audio cut is because of one little phrase that people are going to grab onto and say, see, I told you, I told you, it's 5G, 5G, it's going to be the death ray, it's going to be the mind control ray. Now it's a throwaway line. He's trying to imply that technology is a good thing. I'm more scared about how they can monitor my bank account than the speed that data travels. And and we all, and I, I said it yesterday, and if I lose listeners because of this, I'm going to lose them honestly because I'm telling you the truth. Whenever you hear some idiot talking about 5G is going to cause the virus, it's a death ray or whatever, just turn them off because you're listening to total morons. I've been a broadcast engineer for 45 years. I understand, I understand better than these clowns about radio frequency energy and how a digital carrier works. People talk about these, ooh, high-powered 5G towers turned on and all of a sudden the coronavirus appeared. There's a word for it I can't say on radio. You're being fed an intentional lie to make you look like an idiot when it doesn't come to pass. Welcome to QAnon 2.0. Please be careful about sharing things, especially if you don't fully understand it and you haven't been able to do the research or listen to real experts. Some of these people that talk about 5G, and I've seen them on, on videos that are at sites like you know Natural News and others, they're morons. They're not technicians. They don't understand it. Much of 5G is using the old UHF TV spectrum that ran at 5 and 10 and 15 million watts to get a signal barely to your house. Now they're running flea power. And as I said yesterday, many of these sites could be operated with small solar panels. There's such flea power. But Bob, what about the the 23 gigahertz? Uh, What about those things? Inner city links. 23 gigahertz can't get through a piece of paper, let alone your skin. 
and this nonsense that I, a person sent me this this great technical paper about 5G, and I'm looking at them going, where do they come up with this stuff? The amount of power it would take to come close to replicating some of the nonsense that people send to me is incredible. The Hoover Dam couldn't make enough energy. And yet we're going to run on battery power and little solar panels. I mean, face it. 4G doesn't take a whole lot of power either. I've been inside of cell phone sites. I've seen the equipment. I've seen the antennas. I've seen how little power they really have. Well, now that I've lost a few listeners, just trust me on this one. There are some real things to fear out there, and they're coming your way like a freight train. And while you're worrying about Verizon putting a 5G antenna somewhere within a few thousand feet of your house that's going to read your mind or something, the real danger is right in front of you, and you're not seeing it. Any good propagandist will tell you Goebbels did it in World War II. He spread he spread disinformation among those that were anti-Hitler to, exp, no, to, to expose them and to make him mocked. This is the plan of the left to feed you disinformation and while the real damage of 5G is how fast the data moves. See, if we're all going to have digital IDs, we're going to need a higher capacity internet and ways to move data to make that data usable as you enter a store. Artificial intelligence to recognize your face or whatever kind of coding they decide to use. There are a lot of things out there that sound far-fetched that are actually real. Quantum dots, all that are very very within the realm of scientific possibility. But the 5G death ray nonsense does not fit that. That's the kind of stuff of a grade B 1952 movie still shot in black and white. Don't allow yourself to be so concerned about the evil that isn't while you're missing the evil that is. Now, here is some of the evil that really is the biggest problem, according to Joe Biden, this world faces. This is how he opened his speech. And every one of the topics you just heard me share, all were a subheading of this. Listen carefully to what he said in the beginning of his speech. And over and over and over and over again, he kept bringing it up. To remind you, this is the real crisis. And everything else is an offshoot of the crisis we must fix. When we meet the threat of challenging climate, the challenging climate we're all feeling, already ravaging every part of our world with extreme weather, or will we suffer the merciless march of ever-worsening droughts and floods, more intense fires and hurricanes, Longer heat waves and rising seas. If you heard nothing from Biden's speech than just those couple of moments, you've heard the entire speech. Because everything that Biden said 
derives from the climate change narrative. Because with a climate change narrative, you can explain everything going wrong in the world today. The climate change narrative says, the climate change narrative says, we have bigger and worse wildfires out west. Well, that's because of terrible forest mismanagement. Terrible. Climate change didn't cause the wildfires. Wildfires of that nature have been happening for for centuries. We have the Dust Bowl era of dry and heat and lack of crops. Back in the 1930s, you can go throughout history and realize when it comes to hurricanes. I'm looking at my screen right now, and I see Peter and Rose, and these two tropical storms will have very little, if any, impact with the United States or actually any real estate on the face of the earth. And to to be quite honest, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, they would not have been counted. Right now, I'm looking at the potential for another tropical storm coming off the coast of Africa. They do this every year. And there's a good chance as it works its way west, as these systems do, this is not a climate change. This is what happens every year in August and September and sometimes well into October. I was born during a hurricane that hit New York City 67 years ago almost. My grandparents remember hurricanes in the 1930s. They, they talked about hitting the, in the Northeast, in Long Island, Metro New York, New Jersey. Places that rarely see them, used to see them regularly. See, the real danger are those that worship the creation and not the creator. Let me say that again. The real danger are the people that run our governments that worship the creation and not the creator. I mentioned on yesterday's program a person they had on CNN. And he was talking about Trump supporters and conservatives and and those that don't believe in taking the vaccine, that they be tortured in the afterlife, though he didn't believe in one. See, he worships the earth this and the here and now. That's all he's got. And he has to make fun of those that have faith in something greater than themselves. They can't tolerate that because they want to believe they are the top of the heap. How dare you suggest there's a creator? This is a fragile earth. And somehow we, we evolved in this fragile earth. And now it's our destiny to protect it because we alone can destroy it. What hogwash. Biden said like every leftist has said for the last almost 30 years. The biggest crisis is global warming. And he actually used the term global warming. 
No, the old term. They call it climate change because it's not always warming. We spent a lot of time in Georgia. This year has been one of the nicest, coolest summers that I can remember in a long time. It is reminiscent of the summers up here in the 1960s and early 70s. Then it got a little warmer in the 80s and 90s and into the early 2000s and has been constantly getting even more pleasant. Remember, I want you to remember what Al Gore and every prophet of earthly doom has ever said. Every earth worshiper told us back in 2005, 16 years ago, when Katrina hit New Orleans, that we would see multiple monster hurricanes hitting the United States every year from that day forward. And why? Because of man-made global warming, also known as climate change. And what happened? For the next, what, 10, 12, 15, almost 15, you know, for over a decade, no hurricanes hit the United States. Didn't happen. And I'm looking at Peter and Rose, the two her, tropical storms right now. They will work their way harmlessly going north as depressions, barely a tropical storm, and they will dissipate into nothingness. Another one that has a good chance, well, it'll form and then fall apart and disappear. And the other one has a 90% chance of becoming a tropical depression or cyclone formation in five days. As I look at the map, it's going to probably follow the same path. Remember, there, we didn't have all this satellite technology in the 60s and 70s. And we didn't have as good of technology into the 1980s. And even the 1990s. It improved year by year so we can see more things forming. We have more things to work with. And so the number of actual named storms has, you know, it's increased. Of course, we can identify more on a global scale that we didn't even know about in years past. So I've looked at the ones, the one, two storms that have hit. I don't see the 20 or 30 monster storms, you know, belting and just pummeling the United States, which they predicted would happen. That was the prediction given. How many times, and Biden said it in that opening line there, we're almost at the point of no return. I've been hearing we are at the point of no return. We only have 10 years or five years left. I've been hearing it for 50 years. And I'll give you one more thing. He talked about the seas rising. Yeah, Barack Obama's got a home (laughs) at Martha's Vineyard where the sea's going to rise and probably consume it. Where we have our home in Florida. 20 years ago, they said so much of that area would be underwater. It's still the same as it was. There's a lot about this climate change narrative that it's an absolute lie. Yet we indoctrinate our young people now, starting in literally preschool and daycare, to believe the earth is fragile and the parents are destroying it. So little Johnny and little Susie have got to tell their parents to stop wrecking the world. 
By the time they get into high school, they're writing papers about it. When they get to college, they pound it in to make sure they have obedient little servants that'll worship the earth and not the creator of this earth. The greatest danger to the Biden administration is not climate change. The greatest danger to the virus is not a vaccine. And when I say a danger to the virus, listen to me carefully. The thing that upsets the narratives on all of them is simply the truth. Nothing more than the truth. We are living in a world of lies. Lies that have worked their way up to the highest positions in government. We have earth worshipers now. Climate change. I mean, they're, 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 they're rabid. You have people that want significant parts of the population dead. Many people honestly believe the world should only be sustaining 100 million people, not billions. We've got to kill them off. Now, whether the vaccine will accomplish that, I'm not, I don't know. But I do know from the stories that get out, the vaccine has harmed far more people than the CDC and the FDA would ever want you to believe. I have chosen for a number of reasons that I do not want to take this particular vaccine. Number one, the way my wife and I can live, we can avoid interaction if we need to. I'm blessed with that. But I also recognize there's something sinister about all of this and the way it's been unfolded. I will put my trust in Jesus Christ. I will listen to what the Holy Spirit leads his people and his church to do. And I fully recognize what the Bible says about literally mass delusion and a falling away. There's been a falling away of God's people from the church. They're no longer believers. They're antichrist followers. There is no apology for that. And now we're being run by the reprobate and fully deceived mind. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Do you believe in the work we're doing? Would you consider helping us out? Check our website out. Or you can write us at 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia. And our zip code is 30537. And if you make a checkout, make it payable to Ancient Word Radio. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.